for the morning to your sister. You smoothie, me ice cold pizza, cafe ole latte da. You do the Zumba, but I do not. Give me like half a marathon. I'll give you the gospel of St. John. It's been like the wake up on, cause we both know that it's mercy flows in the morning. Well, 
time ago that the Lord has given us the victory. How many have the victory tonight? You know the reason I know we have the victory? Because on a hill called Calvary, many years ago on a little rugged hill called Calvary, he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. And by his stripes, we are healed. God has given us the victory. When he got up from the grave, he said, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. And I've got the power in my hand. God is my life and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked and my enemies and my foes came upon me to eat of my flesh, they stumbled and fell for a hope in camp against me. My heart shall not fear. The war lies against me. In this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret of his tabernacle, shall he hide me. The devil is defeated. He is defeated. And he's defeated right now. Lean on somebody say he's defeated right now. The devil is defeated. God gave you power to tread on serpents. He gave you power to tread on scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by an enemy hurt you. You have the victory. You have the victory. The devil is defeated. The devil is defeated. The devil is defeated. We have the victory. Come on, give God praise. Father God. Good morning, Lord Jesus. <clears throat> good morning, Holy Spirit. And good morning, Tedline. This is the day that the Lord hath made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Woo! Lord, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Some of you recall, I mentioned to you, God told me to Stop dragging my feet, I guess, and get this place finished. Well, I'm happy to report that yesterday, uh, Brother Joe, Jose, and myself finished up. The whole fellowship is finished. It is finished. 
and I am so happy. Um, we're going to go in there, uh, just, you know, vacuum and um, mop the floor. It's a new floor, so it only takes a, um, you know, just kind of going over it. I'm so happy. As I said, God don't have to tell me anything twice. But when we completed completed it, I mean, kind of crazy stuff happened. But we did it. We completed it. So I'm going to um, open this ministry very soon. I'm not going to do a big deal or anything like that. I'm just going to dedicate it to the Lord. I'm going to bring somebody in to de- to do the dedication. Um, it was dedicated the day I got the key and walked it, walked these grounds. So I want to walk the grounds with it completed. And I think when you come here, you're going to be very um, much at ease, at ease. And it will cause you to be in in ease. I thank God for the people that came and and had faith as, as I was trying to put it together. But with the help of God, his strength, and those of you that donated, you'll see that your offerings and donations were multiplied by God. And I'm expecting God to multiply them back to you in Jesus' name. So I think what God is telling me to do, what I used to do as a missionary, and I did one at the healing home back here, um, I did a miracle fish fry, and I got that from Jesus after his uh, resurrection, and the disciples said, Peter and those guys had gone back out to fish. Well, while they were out there fishing, Jesus was on the seashore cooking them up uh, some fish. So I'm going to do in dedication to God and the uh, when I had the uh, my ministry in South Carolina, God, I got this other house. I had I had four at one time, but I lost one. But the name of that house that I couldn't keep was Lahem, capital L E H E M, and Lahem means. House of Bread and House of Fighters. It's a long story behind it, but I'll make it real brief. This is why when Jesus came, they thought that he was going to restore the kingdom through violence and fighting because um, Nazareth, where Jesus was from, was known for fierce fighters. I don't know if you know that or not. I mean, Bethlehem, Bethlehem, where Jesus was born. 
was known for having fierce champion fighters. That's Lahem. That's House of God. Lahem, House of Fighters. House of Bread, House of Fighters. And that's what that part over there is. It's as big as the sanctuary, I'm sure. It's as big as the sanctuary, yeah. Might be a little big, big, well, anyway, it's really big. And so God told me after we finished, he said, this is Lahem. This is my original intent for Lahem. He said, this is a house of bread and a house of fighters. I said, praise God. I don't even know. I think we still got the sign. Um, God sent some artists. And they they did all the work by hand. They, the same artists did the crosses. Um, these six, God gave me the dimensions. And this artist did the crosses, crosses, and even when it got old, old wood and old railroad spikes, and did the crosses according to what God had given me. So Lahem is in complete manifestation right now. I still have to do the bottom which is, as you know, that's another um, 8,000 square feet down there. But it'll be done in, in, in the completeness. Okay? So I am very, very happy this morning. That, that, that's part A. Part B is I want to explain to those of you deliverance ministers on here what happened yesterday. Yesterday, when I began to do, to deal with the spirits in the lady and in the man, I discerned something. I discerned two things. One, that the lady, bless her heart, needed an exorcism. She was going to have to have an exorcism because I I discerned the fact that she was dealing with spirits attached to her in in her her home or dwelling place or wherever she was living. And she had spirits on the inside of her from having gone to the, a lot of people when they get um, messed up through witchcraft. They will go to another witch. And a witch that has more power can exercise a lesser witch. See, Satan will give up a little demon but because he knows the scripture says that when the unclean spirit goes out of a man, it goes into dry places seeking rest, and then it returns to his house from whence it came to see if the house it's swept and garnished. And it brings seven worse spirits with it. And the scripture says the last state of the man is worse than the beginning. Well, in this 
uh, Ministry of Freedom, your objective is always the person you minister into. Your objective has always got to be that you don't allow the devil to use you to make them worse. So you must always be looking at the state of the person that is receiving the ministry. I knew she could not stand without aftercare. A lot of people don't put much emphasis on aftercare, but I do. I knew even if the thing came up out of her, she did not have the strength. She did not have, she wasn't rooted and grounded enough to keep it out. So it was in my, in my best interest in, able to, in order to protect her is to just cut it off. And that's why in some ministry, you must see the person. And there has to be a plan of aftercare. Now, you can call aftercare discipleship. You can call it whatever you want to. But what it really is, is there must be a means to protect that soul, that spirit, that heart, that mind, that intellect, after you get the demon out. See, getting the demon out, anybody can get a demon out. That baby that was singing could exercise a demon. It is not, it ain't no big deal to get a demon out, but it's a real big deal to make sure that house is still and to make sure the person receives the aftercare that they need. Because as I was listening, as I was listening to the thing cussing, it doesn't matter that I know uh, it's a marine spirit or it's a devil, it's a demon. And based on, on my knowledge and your knowledge, you can be absolutely wrong. Well, what you mean by that, Erica? This is what I mean. Because I heard a manifestation of Leviathan, because I heard water spirit, how do I know they didn't come to a demon I never heard of in the Old Testament? Because everything originates in the old and comes into the new. How did I know? I know one thing. Living inside of her is a witch or a shaman. That means before you can do, before I can do anything, I got to get that evil human spirit up and out of her. She needs exorcism. And then she needs deliverance. And then she needs restoration. That wounding in that soul got to be healed. And then the, the more I dig into it, I know that there's some damage in the body. What you mean damage in the body? Well, it's living in her kidney or it's living in her uh, uh, flesh. All of that has to be dealt with. All of that. And I'm not, I'm not, uh, I want to see a person made completely whole. 
completely whole. There's a wounding in her heart. I discerned all of this. And I discerned, would she be in a better state if I sat there for two hours and wrestled with the demon? No, she'd be in a worse state. She would have only had temporary relief because it's coming back. And I would have created a hole bigger than the one that was there. So as you think about this type of ministry, it's a lot that goes with it. A a person doing deliverance can mess you up worse than you were before you ever went to get the deliverance. I'm telling you the truth this morning. So sometimes it is better to back completely off. I did call her back. And tell her I would pay for her to come here because I know she's in that bad of a need. But if she comes here, I'm going to be used by God to reconnect her to Jesus. And Jesus is going to connect her to God. And she's going to be made strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And I'm going to make sure that I give her a program or something for aftercare. Or else it's a waste of time. This is why so many people cannot hold on to their deliverance. No preparation and no aftercare. That's not a word you hear many people use. But even those in the in the clinical aspect of this, I'm talking like therapists and psychologists, they know the benefit of the of their patients receiving aftercare. Most of you get it, and you don't even know you're getting it because I'm making sure you get it. Do what I'm saying, honey. A lot of people get the freedom, run off, and get messed up worse than they were from the beginning because they, they're impatient, and the devil knows that. See, when I first started in this ministry, I would, I would stand on the corner in front of the library. God would tell me, go stand on the corner in front of the library. I'm going to send a lady there. And I told you that story, one of them anyway. And she was going to be driving a pink Cadillac. And I'm thinking, oh, boy, I'm out there this morning. But I'll go, God. Sure enough, she drove up in a pink Cadillac. She had just won it by being a superstar in Mary Kay Cosmetics. And Mary Kay used to give those people pink Cadillacs if they were at the pink cars. And she drove up in a pink Mary Kay Cadillac. <laughs> God, I was I always remember that. So that's what happened. And then with the young man, you see, he I knew something was wrong with him from the beginning. I knew he was gonna be a problem. Because I also know that he came out of one of those black cults. Yahweh Ben Yahweh cults. And I knew that he was going to have to get his mind back. And I also knew that there was a chance that he was sent on assignment. What you mean? Well, you see, there are people that will come to you 
Mary Kay still gives pink Cadillacs. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Well, and, hey, how about that? God knows that. Praise God. So I knew that he had, and when he said that he was part of the rap culture and he had been in it, traveling with him and everything, I said, now, God, we know what they do. G. Craig Lewis done exposed that years, 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 all the way up to today. I said, now, you're going to have to let me know if this man can be healed or what the deal is. So when I'm talking to people, I am also talking to God at the same time. Because remember, he's the deliverer. And God doesn't need me to deliver anybody. Because he's the deliverer. And I know that he can deliver anybody with the, on a breath in one second. But for some reason, he had not chosen to deliver this guy. You know why? Because his brain is under captivity. He's not free. And so then when I called him back, I found out he had told me a lie. Now, why would you lie to the deliverance minister unless you bound up? So... You cannot be a you cannot you you cannot have an ego in this kind of ministry. You have to tell people and you have to be honest. Look, over this internet, it's not going to work for you. You don't have to tell them exactly. You can if you want to, but I said your alternative is to come to Dalton. There are people on assignment. And their job is to get you to come into agreement with them so that Satan can use them to unload 10 legions of demons on you. And you know how he's going to get you? Through your ego. You see, you cannot have an ego in this kind of ministry. You got to lay your ego. The devil will mess with your ego. He'll make you think you're something that you absolutely are not. And that is, you are not capable on your own of delivering anybody. You can't even deliver them from one room to the next room in your own house. So I don't have an ego. That's why you hear me say I'm a dead woman walking. You cannot have an ego in this kind of ministry. And this this is another trick of the devil. When when uh, when the when the witches that were here and um, you know when they when they said uh, well Erica gonna die and when she die. Uh, we gonna step in and take over. Now these people don't know me from Adam. They only know what they thought they saw, and all they could see was that there was a manifestation of the power and the glory of God, and they wanted it, and they didn't really care if, if as a matter of fact, they know if they can kill you, 
and take you out, then they're going to get that. They're going to be able to counterfeit your anointing, and and then the devil going to give them some more power too. But you see, the Bible says, "No, no man, or no no woman by the flesh." So they thought they knew me. Boy, did they get a surprise. Boy, did they get a surprise. Because, brothers and sisters, I really am a dead woman walking. I'm dead in Christ. I'm dead in Christ. It's no longer I that live, but Christ lives in me. And he has full range in me. In other words, the old Christian said, I'm sold out. I'm sold out to God. Sold out to God. And I don't I don't have an ego in nothing. That's why I tell you, ain't no competition here. How you gonna compete with a dead woman? I'm already dead. impossible. But I tell you what, I tell you this, I'm loyal to God. I'm committed to God. And I have a strange kind of love for people. It's not fleshly. It's not carnal. But I love to see people walking in demonstration of the kingdom of God on earth. I love to see people show the devil that he's overpowered. I love to see people in truth manifesting just like Jesus. The evil one is coming, but he don't have nothing in me because I'm rooted and grounded and the word of God is dwelling in me. That's where you got to be. That's where you got to be. And you got to know the difference between whether a person needs just deliverance or whether they need an exorcism or whether they need soul restoration, whether they need inner healing, or whether they need to be delivered from themselves. Let's. Until you can discern that, until you know that, you still you still got some work to do in yourself. A deliverance minister can be a person's worst enemy, or they can turn out to be the greatest miracle that ever happened in in the life of a man or a woman. And it's all it it it's all predicated upon your love relationship with God. Your truthful, honest relationship with God. Now, I don't see uh, Minister Hill on here this morning, but Minister Hill, you, you sent me a text and I was working. If, if you have tried to call me, I, I put my phone on the altar 
and I left it there because I had to go finish up the work that God gave me to do. And, and the other thing, in this ministry that brings spiritual freedom to people of God, you must be able to multitask. You must be able to do seven, eight, nine uh, things at the same time and be effective in all nine of them. Did you hear me? Do I need to repeat that? I said, in this ministry we call to do for God, you must be able to multitask. You must be able to do seven, eight, nine, tens at the same, ten things at the same time and be effective in each and every one of them. In each and every one of them. And you know what? You can do that with Christ in you. You can do that with God. God, by the power of his own Holy Spirit, resident with you, leading you. You can do that when you yielded and submitted enough to God to follow his instructions without trying to analyze it. Because when you try to analyze it, the devil going to come in and reason you out of it. And then who's going to be the loser? You. You're going to be the loser. Why? You're going to say, in your mind, you're going to say, oh, God, let me down. Uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh. Your brain let you down. Well, what you mean, Erica? You want to do it your way, like Frank Sinatra said. You see, God has not changed. He has not changed one bit. I am the Lord thy God, and I change not. That's what he said in his word. I am the Lord thy God, and I change not. That is what he said, isn't it? So you think this is 2020, and the world and tricked you that God changed. You know what? God is changed. Things change according to God's will. Things change according to God's plan. But hey, Christ in you will always put you on top of the change, in the middle of the change, but never behind it. Because I believe the word of God says that God does nothing except he reveals it unto his prophets first. First. So in Christ, you're supposed to be on top of the change. You're supposed to be at the forefront of the change. And I'm always talking to, uh, the reason I don't talk to some of you, like Renee, the devil will not allow me to keep your number. Would you please send me your number again? I lost it. Now, I know this is a trick of the devil. I must have, let me tell you something. I'm getting ready to send out, every now and then the Lord tells me to do this. I'm getting ready to send out some seed to prime your pump. Today, I'm going to the bank where Brother Joe is going. (laughs) And I'm going to ask them for a couple of packs of new 
$1 bills. And I'm going to send you those dollars through the airwaves. I'm going to pray over them. I'm going to anoint them. Because God said to me early this morning, that's why I was almost late getting on here. God said, he talked to me about two things. He said, Erica, a lot of people on that on that TED line now, they didn't go through that mammon training with you. He said, and I'd like to do some things in their lives, but they got a uh, they don't have a wealthy mindset. I said, what? <laughs> See, I fought mammon every day for uh, at least about a year. Spirit of mammon. And some people got brought out of that poverty mindset. So he said, I want you to mail them. I want you to get a dollar. I want you to pray over them. And, and I want you to mail one dollar, this new dollar, to every Ted liner. And you tell them, I don't want them to spend the dollar. I want them to put the dollar in their purse because that's their seed. That's the prime the pump. So I had asked you to make sure Jessica had your address too. Name, address. Because see, now, and all of this before Pentecost Sunday. So I know God is doing something. And thank you so much for that flag. I'm going to get a flagpole today, and I'm going to fly that flag because Ted Liner sent me a, a banner, a flag. It is finished. It is finished. It is, but you know what? Everybody is not going to uh, 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 walk in this. And it's not because God doesn't have it for you, but because you don't want to change. So God said the prosperity people, then they come back and they said that, you know, but, but God, God's plan is for you to prosper. God's plan is for your soul to prosper. And God's plan is for your life in the natural to be prosperous. So if I don't have your um, mailing address, you're not going to get this dollar. I'm not going to, I'm telling you, I'm going to say it one time. If you're listening, you'll hear me. If you're not, it ain't for you. But if we have your mailing address with your zip code, I'm sending you seed to prime your pump. And I'm going to teach one time on developing a wealthy mindset. I'm only going to teach it one time. If you get it, you're going to get it. I'm not asking you to give. I'm going to sow into you. I'm going to sow into you. But if I don't have your name, your address, your um, zip code, you won't get it. And I really don't want none of my dollars to be lost in the mail. So you see, God wouldn't have given me this assignment if I hadn't completed the other assignment yesterday. 
to know now that that, that is the original house of bread, house of fiber, to know that he has sanctified this place unto himself, and that what? He rests here. He rests here. And I want to send you your seed. And I want to get this out before I do the birthing. I'm still going to do the birthing. Because God's going to birth some of your ministries. But I ain't pulling on nobody. Jesus said, whosoever will, let him come. Sister Erica say, whosoever won't, let him go. (laughs) I'm just a messenger, a servant. But I'm going to send you your seed. It's up to you. And I want you to plant it in your purse or in your wallet. Somewhere where it can grow and multiply. Just because somebody wanna know how to get it to you. I'm gonna I'm gonna go over the blog and I want you to give them that information. If you think if you never if you've never received anything from me in the mail like the crosses, then I don't have it. If you never received a cross from me, if you make a note to Jessica I'll send you a cross. Cut through. I want to cut through the airways anyway. I just got the crosses, um, a, a new batch. I got little little crosses for kids. I got big crosses for adults. It's just a it's just a point of contact. It's just a point of contact. But but uh, Mr. Hill, I, I I I need to I need to. If you send it to me, it's not gonna be where it should be. You need to send it to Jessica. I I I be doing so many things. You know, I, I do, I multitask. But if you send it to Jessica, who's taking a lot of stuff off of me, you'll get what you're supposed to get. And I'm going to do this before the birthday. Laura, send it to Jessica. That way we know it'll be it'll be right and on that list. If you've ever given to this ministry, I'm going on uh, PayPal, and I'm get. I, I'll try to send your info to Jessica, um, because some of you have given to PayPal. I don't even know, but at least from PayPal, I have your email address. But I'm going over to the blog talk for a minute. Um. Minister Hill, uh, let me see. You're not on your regular number? Or maybe you got off. 
I need to ask you something very important. Um, uh, I'm looking for you on the blog talk. Did you did you finish the study you told me that God sent you back to? Let me see. Okay. I think that's something I can't find. It's not. It must be a lot of people on the blog talk this morning because I'm. I seem to be. Um. Minnesota Press One. There it is. Okay. Uh, Minister Hill, remember you sent me a text yesterday about God having you go back to a study um, that you had did a, a while ago? Yes, ma'am. Did you get what God was saying? Or why he had you do that? I, I, I got, got it. I, I kept. Go ahead. I kept being prompted several times to go back to that, to go back to that. I would always hear something, and mm-hmm. I would remember, go back to that. So I finally went back and mm-hmm. uh, read over the whole thing and did a little research mm-hmm. and found something new. Okay, I'm going to tell you, um, uh, I don't know. I haven't had any sleep because, um, oh, God. no, that's okay. That's okay. God... Um, Gave me something else to pray for too But this is what God gave me Based on you sending me that Text God was saying that His original design For us Is to need a safe place And the garden of Eden Was such a place And he began to talk to me about We're at our best When we're safe When we're happy when we feel whole, and when we have peace. And when our peace or our safety is disrupted, and that is kind of like what happened when Adam and Eve got thrown out of that garden. Their peace was disrupted. And that when when we're out of like that place of safety, that, that garden, that our physical bodies begin a process of shutting down our best and goes into a mode of showing us our worst. And then he began to show me where this takes place in the brain. You hear me? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> in the yes, in the brain. Ma'am. Is that where you mm-hmm. is that where you taking you with that? Can you share? Um, Can you share a little? 
the lesson is about uh, Adam and Eve in the garden. And mm-hmm. then when I found what I found, it was saying that uh, paradise mm-hmm. was the Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. So I looked up uh, paradise in the uh, in that Webster's Dictionary, mm-hmm. and it said the Garden of Eden. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I had never heard it like that before. That's why I text you. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it sent me mm-hmm. off on a whole. It sent me off on a whole new area, and God told me that He wanted me to pray for the uh, brain, the brain, <laughs> mm-hmm. to pray for the brain, so that we can. Um, because he, I don't have it all. That's why I was wanting to get the parts you had. Um, paradise uh, is within us. It's it's it's, on, it's going to be on Earth in this New Jerusalem, but when we are in in ease, we're as close to paradise as as we we can be until we go to be with Jesus. You know what I'm saying? And so, Amen. Saying like, um, right now that. A lot of people are not experiencing it, it because they in a mode of react, defend, um, fight the flight, which is takes you out of ease and takes you out of the benefits of paradise. Yeah, rather yeah. than rest. Right. 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 But it's a supernatural rest. Right. It's like it's the same way. I get it. You get it. Yes, ma'am. It's the same way with. Um, it's the same way, like fear. Okay, but they're calling it fear. With this uh, virus and all this here, they're calling it fear. But because they don't have the benefit. Because people don't have the benefit um, right now of being their paradise is disrupted, and that what is happening is that when people are scared and in fear, they're not at their creative best. They're not thinking about the things that God has them to be thinking about because they don't gone off. Um, because of the because of this once again uh, disease disease. Mm-hmm. So I want to thank you for doing that. And so um, God was telling me to pray. I'm not going to do it right now, only because I don't have it all together. You know what I mean? But okay. there's when you're in stress. When you're anxious, that it's nothing but fear masquerading, but but it has a purpose. It has a purpose. It has a purpose, and that purpose is to keep people uh, away, to keep people uh, 
bound up in their creative and spiritual nature. Okay? He was yeah, saying during that, this uh, pandemic, I was never and have never been afraid. It's like the Holy Ghost wouldn't let me. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me of when I first jump-started my ministry mm-hmm. that was in '09, And mm-hmm. I did a program at church to launch it. Had never done anything like that before. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like my head kept telling me oh, uh, that I was afraid. But the mm-hmm. Holy Ghost wouldn't mm-hmm. let me be afraid. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I did that thing without fear. Mm-hmm. It, my my mind would say, well, ain't nobody coming, because it was a program outside of normal church mm-hmm. hours. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody coming. I kept going to the door, and people were slow to come, but they mm-hmm. filled that church. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't let me be afraid. So I say, mm-hmm. I'm going to stick with what the Holy Ghost doing. I'm not going to worry. I'm not going back to that door and look outside to see who's coming. That church filled up. Uh-huh. Yeah. See? So I, like felt, I felt him. He wouldn't let me be afraid. But mm-hmm. I kept thinking it. But no, mm-hmm. I'm going with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And uh, I couldn't I couldn't wait to... Uh, to get you on here this morning, so so we could think about. And you know what the term the, uh, the God led me to? He said, Erica. He said, you all are spiritual conductors. You create mm-hmm. an atmosphere. You create it. You create a reality or a spirit, if you want to, around you. He said, but you can only reproduce, this is what you're saying too, on the outside, that which is already on the inside. Amen. I feel that. Brothers and sisters, Mm -hmm. you can only reproduce on the outside of you that which is already on the inside of you. And so he said, when your thoughts and, 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 and your brain is wrapped up with fear and anxiety and that, he said, you think you, you, you smoothly hiding it. You think you're hiding it. But God says that that anxiety, that fear that you allow to operate in your life is operating through your life. And that's why he began to talk to me from that about the mindset of poverty. The mindset, and that mindset has got to be changed. And he began to talk to me about the mindset of failure, that mindset of failure. So uh, we we're gonna get to we're gonna get we're gonna collaborate on that. That's a book. That's a book, okay? Yeah, because the lesson is ten pages long so far. Before I went back to it, it was ten pages long. <laughs> So I guess because so I've been asked, he told me to write many things, and mm-hmm. I was I wasn't writing. So I, mm-hmm. normally he gives me the subject matter, mm-hmm. and he hadn't given me anything new. I've got a few things that I had been working on, but it just didn't stick. He needed mm-hmm. me to go back to that one. 
Yeah. And That's when he beginning. when when he teaches me, he takes me back to the beginning every yeah. time. I have to go right to Genesis and start there. That, that's where it all starts. That's where it all starts. Okay? And and okay. I'm going to make a note. Jessica, make a note, please. The Garden of Eden was a place of safety. And that was God's original, original design for us to need to feel a safe place. There's a safe place in him. He said, "When we, when we, when we're in that safe place." I didn't get that. Shut Did up. Again? Shut up. <laughs> shut up. When we're in that safe place, that's when our, that's when our. That's when everything flows, our creative ability, our everything, when we're in that safe place. Ease, ease. <laughs> well, you know what? Why don't we pray for the, for the brain right now? Because, you see, God put this little gland. It's a gland. It's inside of our brains. It's called the amygdala. I've been I've been thinking about that that a long time because that's what gets out of whack once people are sexually molested. It goes all the way out of whack. Gaga. It's an almond-shaped mass of nuclei. And it's located deep within the temporal lobes of the brain. And this gland in the brain determines emotional responses, especially those associated with fear. So when somebody is not safe or does something threatening or unexpected around you, that little gland kicks in and it begins to flood your body with that, with that defend, react, disappear, fight, flight. It also kicks in as a kickstarter to alters. That's the kickstarter to alter. So why don't everybody on here this morning take your hand, take your, take your, one, two, three, four fingers and put them up to your um what you call that? On each side of your head, your temple. Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Put them up there on your temple. And I want you to ask God. To heal, reset, and restore to perfection, your amygdala. In the name of Jesus, you have your hands up there, your own hands, your own anointing on your own body. Ask God 
to heal, reset, and restore the amygdala in your own brain right now. I thank you, God, that you used my sister to text me that and have me begin to dig deep. And I had asked you about that amygdala. And I also want you to thank you, Holy Spirit. Put your fingertips together so that they come around your forehead and put your thumbs on your temples. Oh, God, thank you. And I want you to ask God to restore, heal, reset your amygdala. I want you to, I pray for every cell. I pray for the amygdala this morning. And Lord God, I want you to bring that amygdala back to wholeness and perfection, whatever that is. Heal that part of the brain this morning. And thank you, God, for reminding me. I used to pray for the brain at least once a week, each compartment in the brain. I got to find my, I used to keep a little replica of the brain on my desk. I got one now, but I'm going to get rid of it because it's black. But the one I had, it was colored with each part of the brain. But right now, God, you're focusing on the amygdala. I want you to bring healing to the amygdala, amygdala in the brain this morning. Thank you, God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Heal the amygdala this morning. Bring it, bring it, bring it into ease. Thank you, God. I want you to deliver your people this morning by healing their brain. I want you to receive it this morning. I want you to receive healing in your own brain. And God can bring you into peace. Thank you, God. God's going to bring you into peace. He's going to bring you into a manifestation of peace through himself. Thank you, God. Heal the brain this morning. Heal the amygdala. Heal the brain. Lord God, bring your people into paradise on earth. Alive and living. Heal the brain this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you this morning. Thank you. Heal the brain. Heal the brain. Heal the brain. Thank you for healing the brain this morning. Thank you for restoration in the amygdala. Thank you. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you this morning. Thank you, God. Restoration. Healing. Now, Father, stir up. Stir up anything and replace anything of the creative ability you place in each of these your people and me too God me too give us more give us more give us more Thank you. So that's why you said you can only reproduce on the outside what is already on the inside of you. More God. More creative ability. More of you, God. You said in the beginning you created more of you. More of your ability to create. Thank you. Thank you, God, this morning. Those of you that have children, I want you to take your hands this morning. I want you to pray over each of your children this morning. I want you to pray God's creative ability in your children this morning. I want you to lay hands on anything that you have not completed I want you to begin to complete something. Because this morning, God healed your amygdala. God healed your brain. He restored you back to his state of perfection. And guess what? It all began in the inner man, and it all started in the Garden of Eden. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) <laughs> Praise God I'm just so thankful I'm just so thankful Now God I break and destroy If you don't mind Father The spirit of procrastination The spirit of apathy And the spirit of lethargy I bind them up this morning Apathy You have to go Lethargy, you're on your way out. Procrastination, like you've never existed here before. I bind up all you three spirits, all hindering spirits that will hinder God's paradise within you. I break and destroy your assignment this morning in the name of Jesus. And I command all you spirits right now. Get out. Apathy. Go in the name of Jesus. Lethargy. Go in the name of Jesus. Get out. 
Procrastination. Go in the name of Jesus. Get out. Go. Get out. In the name of Jesus. That spirit that takes you backwards. Two steps forward, four steps backwards. I break your power. I terminate your assignment this morning. Go in the name of Jesus. Out. Go in the name of Jesus. Out. Up and out. Go. All witchcraft assignments of lethargy, apathy, procrastination, all peace-breaking spirits. Go. All spirits on assignment through witchcraft, working with deaf and dumb. Go. In the name of Jesus. I bind you up. I renounce you. I terminate your assignment. Go. In the name of Jesus right now. Get out. Get out. Go. Go. All spirits do witchcraft. Shamanism. Sorcery. Psychic words. Psychic prayers. To get you out of ease. To rob you of the paradise of God. Go! I break your power this morning. Go! I destroy your assignment. Go! (sighs) Thank you, God. Thank you in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Restoration, recreation of the creative powers, the creative abilities of God, resident within each one of us. Lord God, I lose your creative abilities within us. I lose each person from that poverty mindset. Go of Satan. Go in the name of Jesus. God, prepare us to walk in the real liberty that you created us to walk in. I thank you this morning. I thank you this morning. I thank you this morning for the work that you're doing in the inner man. I thank you this morning. I thank you this morning. That you came right in, in the middle of it. You busted up. (laughs) I thank you this morning. Yay, God. Yay, God. Yes, Lord. Yes. Our answer to you is yes this morning. Yes to your will. Yes to your way. Woo. And Lord God, we're going to lift our hands up to you right now. In the name of Jesus. Oh, God, once again, we come into your presence. 
with expectancy in our hearts. God, we know you're going to bless us. So we lift our hands in the sanctuary and we give you glory and honor and praise. Come on, come on.
Eric Shepard, coming to you from under an open heaven in Dalton, Georgia. Jesus Believers Church, home of the Ted Line. I'll see you later.